Are you looking to get ready? Be prepared and transform your financial future? Then you've come to the right place. This is the Get Ready Money Podcast with Tony Stewart, where Tony has insightful conversations with financial experts who are changing the way we think about money. Catch up on the latest financial trends and hear practical advice from Tony and his expert guests so you can build healthy habits that work. Be empowered with tips for implementing small changes that can have a big impact on your financial future. So sit back and get ready to hear from today's guest. Welcome to the Get Ready Money podcast, changing the way we think about money with Tony Stewart. I'm pleased to be joined today by Ruby Ajoa. Ruby, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, yeah it's glad great to have to be you here. Yeah, no, it's great to have you. And so, just a little bit more about Ruby. Ruby is a business development specialist at Savoy Associates. In this episode, we'll be discussing Ruby's thoughts on how we can change the way we think about money. Um, so really, you know, let's jump into it. You know, tell us a little bit about what's your origin story? How did you get started with financial preparedness? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I'm originally from Nicaragua, but I came to the United States um, young with my family. And, um, you know, my entire life, uh, my parents have always been um, advocates of uh, saving and planning for the future, right? And when you're young, you're not exactly interested in in not going out and spending your money with your friends. But um, so I was blessed to have uh, my father teach us from uh, balancing a checkbook to having a savings account. So I always had an interest in financial services, particularly insurance. Um, When I turned 18, my father had me uh, put some of my paycheck aside and buy my first life insurance policy. (laughs) And um, so fast forward um, a few years later, I started working for a mom and pop marketing company, uh, an insurance marketing company, wholesaling everything from life annuities, Uh, long-term care, disability, health. Um, This was prior to uh, 2006. Uh, Then I worked for Allianz Life in the annuity marketing team. Um, Through the years at Allianz, I also helped uh, the broker-dealer Questar recruit some um, brokers that were uh, some security reps working with the fixed products back then. Uh, But then I've also worked as an independent broker consultant, Uh, Since 2012, though, most of my professional experience has been in group benefits, specifically health and specialty benefits, such as ancillary and voluntary. I have also worked as a benefits lifecycle manager for APEO and directly with carriers. Uh, Now I'm a business development specialist at Savoy. Cool. Well, that's, that's quite the experience. And, you know, but I think one thing that's really pertinent um, for people to take away is that, you know, you were taught at a very early age, how to take care of basic financial issues. And, you know, that led you to a career in financial service. But I think that's something that often comes up. It's like, you know, when should you start teaching kids about money? I mean, when have you taught your, when, when did you start teaching your kids about money? 
So I have a daughter and uh, I did something similar to what my father did with us. When she turned 18, I gifted her an IRA. <laughs> cool. So, uh, you know, I gifted her an IRA with um, an initial amount of money with uh, the condition or contingent that she would contribute. And, uh, you know, fast forward a few years later, of course, originally, initially, she was kind of like, mom, really? This is what I'm <laughs> yeah. getting for my 18th birthday, not a car. Um, so now uh, she understands the importance and uh, she has seen her account grow uh, a little bit because she's still pretty young. It's only been a few years, uh, but she's loving it. And she's also uh, contributing to her retirement. And she she has at least an understanding of what her retirement or her future can potentially turn out to be because of her IRA. <laughs> That is awesome. That's a great idea. I love it. Um, so, you know, let's get into our next question is, why is financial preparedness important in your work? It is important. Uh, so financial preparedness is a foundation to help communities reach financial goals. Not, well, communities, including individuals, businesses, families, etc. right? Um, without preparation, it would be difficult to be ready for the unexpected life events, for anything unforeseen for, for rainy days. Um, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, being Hispanic and being financially prepared. Um, unlike my experience, uh, most or a lot of people that come from Latin America don't have the financial literacy that most of us are accustomed to in the United States. And, uh, you know, in many cases, although you may be ready to translate and educate him in our native language, which is Spanish, my first language, um, there's still a cultural gap. There's still a need to do the extra work so that they understand how important it is for them to, now that they're in the United States and they're in the workforce and they're earning money, to plan for the future during their working years. And um, so that's why financial preparedness is, is definitely the foundation to ultimately reach financial goals. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I mean, you have to start off with those basics and the uh, unexpected life events and being prepared for those because the road to success is gonna be uneven. Um, so you have to always be ready. Um, so what basic money concept do you wish people knew? If you could tell them one thing. So I wish more people in general understood or knew how important it is to become financially literate and get help from insurance and financial professionals who can help them uh, put a financial plan together. This is a concept that I am still continuing to see people not trusting professionals. And, you know, in our industry, there are so many of us that are ready to help out. Um, I have colleagues, I have uh, other uh, former uh, co-workers who reach out to me sometimes um, because I also mentor some professionals as well. 
And uh, they reach out asking for suggestions. You know, how do I reach out to so-and-so? How do I get my community to understand this? Well, find common ground, you know, link yourself mm -hmm. to them somehow. You got to be creative, right? Um, but also uh, when I talk to communities through my volunteer work, I tell the audience, um, you need to ask the questions. You need to not be afraid. You need to really sit down with an insurance professional, a benefits professional, if you are a business owner and you don't understand what you're doing, because there may be a lot of things that they can help you plan for that you may not even be aware of. Um, so that's what I wish people knew <laughs> or more people knew. Well, that, that, well I, I think that's so important is because, you know, it's like, you know, I like always comparing it to the medical world is, you know, that there's a reason you go to a medical professional is because we recognize that there are certain things we don't know or a lot we don't know. And it's filling in that gap. Um, so, you know, let's go micro on that. Let, let's take a look. What is that one simple thing people can do each year to set themselves up for financial success? Have the, just like we go once a year for our wellness physical exam, our wellness uh, checkup, do the same with your finances. Do a financial wellness checkup. Think of your finances as your once a year, making sure everything is as it should be. And if there's any further diagnostic, get help from a professional. <laughs> I, I love that. And I think that's something people forget is that, you know, it's not set in and forget it with financial services and products is that, you know, things are going to change and you have to monitor it each year to, to one, see if the product services change, to see if your life has changed. There's so many different things out there. So that, that's a wonderful tip. Um, you know, let's switch to habits for a minute. What's one habit that people can change when it comes to their money? So, you know, and I'm guilty of it sometimes. We all like to have our little treats here and there. And mm -hmm. we tend to stop one too many times at a coffee shop, right? Um, so maybe think about how much money am I spending on my cappuccinos? Uh, instead of three, maybe buy one a day, right? And, um, and then the 10 or 12 extra dollars that you'll be spending, you know, put it towards um, start with the baby steps because I'm seeing a lot of people who don't have life insurance. They know it's important. And even after 2020, we know what happened. I mean, did any of us think that we were going to live through a pandemic? I didn't. I only knew about pandemics through history books and movies and the history channel, right? But I never thought I would live through a pandemic. I, I never would have imagined seeing the impact of a pandemic. But fortunately, some people had the protection through either life insurance or life insurance with living benefits. Um, they had other things like disability insurance that helped them continue to, um, you know, uh, with their living standards, continue to put food on the table and those kind of things. So so when I talk to people who continue to say, well, you know, 
I don't have the extra money. I really, I know it's 15 or $20 for a 20 year term, but I don't have the extra $20. Well, how many times are we getting a cappuccino? Um, you know, how many times a month are we getting our nails done? What is really important um, to us? Is it more important to look up to par right now? Maybe cut down a little bit? Or is it more important to know that if I'm not here tomorrow, those we leave behind are going to be taken care of? We got to remember things like life insurance, and I'm using life insurance as an example, is for those we leave behind. Once we're gone, we're gone. So we got to think about those things. And, you know, sometimes um, it takes a little bit of sacrifice, but but the results and, and the outcome are incredibly priceless for me personally that I have given checks to a family at a funeral um, it is an it is conflicting but it's an incredibly rewarding feeling to know that the spouse and the kids are gonna have a check with the gift of love that's that's wonderful and I think you make a really compelling point it's about prioritizing. I think that's what it really is. It's about prioritizing your spending and taking care of what you need to take care of first is that, you know, and I agree with you, there's nothing wrong with getting a cappuccino every once in a while, you know, go for it. I, I, I like it myself, Yeah. you know, but you know, if you're, if you're not paying for the things you need to pay for, then yeah, you do have to balance it out a little bit. Um, take care of those important things. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, let's switch to myths for a minute. This, this is a one that I really want to start asking people about. What money myth are you trying to break? So, you know, one thing is there are lots of people who believe that you or one has to be wealthy or rich to retire or live a comfortable life. And that is simply not true. Same with people who believe only affluent people should have living wills, trusts, etc. If you own a pen, a bike, and you love someone, or some people, and you would like for that pen or that bike to be distributed a certain way, make sure you have that in a living will. If you want for your belongings to be passed on to your heirs a certain way, set up a living trust. Um, so, so that's one myth that I wish people would uh, stay away from because no, you don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be one of the most affluent people to actually um, prepare for for things that you know the future holds. Unfortunately, yeah. No, I I love that because estate planning is for everybody. Everybody yes. can make a plan, um, and it's pretty inexpensive to do so. Um, so. You know, I, I think that's wonderful advice. So let's go back in time now. What advice would you give your younger self if you could go back in time knowing what you know now? 
So my younger self, um, I would definitely have started uh, saving for retirement a lot earlier. You know, I wish I would have set money aside since I turned 18, even as a teenager, because I started working prior to 18, um, you know, assuming back then <laughs> laws allowed me to, I wish I would have uh, listened more to my dad and spoken to a financial advisor then, or even the same financial advisor my parents uh, set up an account since back then. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's so important. You know, as I said that, I'm like, yeah, I didn't start saving money, you know, when I was working yeah. there. And, you know, with the value of compounding interest is, you know, boy, you know, you put money aside when you're 18, you know, it really takes off in, in the later years. And I think, you know, that's a value of financial literacy in high school um, to teach kids that. Because I don't know about you, but I didn't learn anything about that until I started working. So. So I will tell you one thing that I did learn uh, in high school. So I was blessed to have amazing teachers in high school. And one of them who I dearly remember um, would teach us whatever he could about um, finances. Uh, but he also brought in a gentleman from an, a foundation throughout. It's a national foundation, but the gentleman was from the local chapter uh, here in Miami, Florida, who taught us the value of money and who taught us about needs versus wants and why it's important to prioritize, but not only prioritize, but also gave us the initial steps to budgeting. So mm -hmm. I was blessed to have had that, not because it was part of the high school curriculum, but because one of my teachers took it upon himself to bring somebody from the outside to teach us. Yeah, the, the gift of financial literacy. I mean, that, that's an amazing story. And, you know, but that's a basic life skill that every high school kid should have access to, to, to be able to learn that, you know, and you were just fortunate enough to have a teacher who cared enough about the students to give you that gift. And, you know, you probably use that more than some of your geology lessons, some other things you learn in school. Yes. When I got recruited to work for um, the marketing organization, the recruiter asked me if I knew what an annuity was. And I told her what an annuity was. And she said, oh, wow, I didn't even know that myself. But it's because I had learned from my, um, my teacher and the gentleman who came in to give us a little bit of financial literacy. That is so awesome. That's so awesome. So Ruby, as we wrap up, what is your number one tip on changing the way we think about money? Um, I think money can help us reach our goals when proper planning is in place. It's also important to set attainable financial goals. Um, it's important to understand that 
anything that's too good to be true maybe is too good to be true. <laughs> Sometimes it takes planning, it takes time, it takes, um, you know, checking in year after year. It takes learning a little bit of uh, taxes, working with a tax advisor, um, having all of your insurance needs in place, uh, making sure you have an insurance list, checking off everything um, you need to have to make sure to set yourself for success. Uh, don't be afraid of asking for help. It's, uh, you know, money can work well for you and you don't have to have a lot of money to uh, multiply it. <laughs> no, that, that, that is awesome. And I think you said one thing in there too that I want to make sure I highlight is the protection is people oftentimes don't, you know, talk about protection and insurance as a basic foundation in your financial house because that, that is your protection if something happens. Your insurance is your backstop for your goals. So I think it's really important. It's, it's not fun to talk about insurance, but it's critical to have insurance. So. Exactly. Yeah. You can be your own financial powerhouse with proper planning. <laughs> 100%. I love that. <laughs> financial powerhouse. You got to write that down. Um, so Ruby, where can uh, people find out more about you? Where can they get in touch and follow you? So I'd love to hear from anybody who wants to learn more about me. Um, I can also help anybody who prefers to speak Spanish. I'll gladly do it as well. Yo hablo español. Um, you can connect with me via LinkedIn or by email at R-U-B-Y, Ruby, and my last name, U-L-L-O-A, at SavoyAssociates.com or simply visiting SavoyAssociates.com and you will find me there. Fantastic. And for um, everybody watching and listening, um, like always, there'll be uh, links to Ruby's LinkedIn profile to her uh, work website uh, in the show notes. So Ruby, thanks for joining me today on the Get Ready podcast. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you everyone for um, tuning in to Get Ready. Um, be sure to subscribe until next time.